the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. I'm excited to be with you today. My topic today is counting it all joy. Counting it all joy. You know, a person's perspective in times of trial is paramount to enduring hardship. It will either encourage us and strengthen us, or it will keep us stuck. And we know, according to John 10.10, 10, that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Christ has come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Stay with me as we talk about how you can count it all joy in Christ. This is the Dr. Trudy Podcast, where together we learn to choose faith over fear, contentment over chaos, where we discover what it takes to live a life of victory. Dr. Trudy Simmons has a Ph.D. in counseling. She's a certified life coach, a television host. She's completed 12 Ironman competitions. But if you were to ask her who she is, she'd tell you she's a woman of faith, a wife, and a mother. She's an overcomer with a calling and a gift for helping others to pull through the tough stuff. Thanks for joining us today. Here again is Dr. Trudy. Hello, hello everyone and Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. This is Dr. Trudy and I am so excited that you are joining me today. I would love to encourage you to follow me on all social media outlets. You can find me at thechristianview.tv. We are a TV show out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm also a counselor, a wife, a mom, and an avid athlete and an overcomer. And I hope that these uh, podcasts that I produce will help you become an overcomer in everything that you do as well. Um, I hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas season um, and New Year's as well. It was for us, it was a bit challenging um, and fun, all wrapped up in one. And so I'm excited for 2022 to start, or I was excited for 2022 to start, um, but it hasn't started off as I had uh, had planned. So my topic today was going to be from Isaiah about how God does new things and how we need to be watchful of the new things that God is up to. And that's from Isaiah 43, 19. But as I was driving home um, this morning from the doctor's office on this beautiful January um, day, I um, I felt the Lord want me to talk about joy again. And I was like, well, Lord, I just did a podcast on the supernatural joy and I just felt him in my spirit say, count it all joy, count it all joy. And what does it mean to truly count it all joy? And the reason I believe he placed this on my heart is because I really just have to laugh because the first week, and today is only the 4th of January, has not been um, a very smooth week. We came off of Christmas break and went on vacation, came home, and the first thing that happened was I got into a car wreck um, with my, with four children in the back of my car, and praise the Lord, um, no one was hurt. 
Um, but that was the first thing that happened. And then the second thing that happened is we are all at home on online schooling. And I know that might not sound like a lot for you guys listening, but if you know my backstory, I have one um, biological child who is 15, and he is actually out of the country right now doing a mission work. And then I have an adopted five-year-old, and then I have my sister's other three kids. And so today at my house, I have a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 17-year-old all trying to figure out how to do online schooling, um, which is crazy. And I've, if you've done it before, then then I just I say bless you because it's 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 interesting and challenging and frustrating, all wrapped up in one. And I can't imagine how the teachers feel. I believe that they are probably so overwhelmed. Um, and on top of that, my like I said, my 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 son is overseas right now doing a mission mission trip with some of his closest friends. And um and then my my son my husband is sick um this week and then I have an infection in my hand that happened while we were skiing so I can't use my right hand. And so when the Lord just put on my my heart joy again, I was like, okay God, I'm going to just count it all joy because we know that the enemy comes in to still kill and destroy. But the but Christ has come that we may have life and have life abundantly. But the enemy's going to come in and he is going to wreak havoc on our life. He's going to try to steal our joy. He's going to put obstacles and barriers in our way that are is going to prevent us from walking in our God-given joy. That's what he wants us to do. He wants to keep us bound. He wants to keep us broken. He wants to keep us looking at our circumstances and he wants our circumstances to be bigger than God's promises. Can I get an amen to that? I don't know what you're walking through. I don't know what you're going through, but this is the first of January. And we usually, my husband and I, give the first of January to the Lord as far as fasting. And so on top of all that I just mentioned to you, um, we are fasting and seeking the Lord for his guidance and his direction for this this new season, which is why I originally was going to talk about um, Isaiah and how God makes all things new and that we need to be on the lookout for that. So in the midst of your new year, in the midst of how things may not be going the way you want them to go, in the midst of you giving your first um, week to the Lord, really listening to him, the enemy is going to come in and he's going to try to trip you up. He's going to try to get you off track. He's going to say, well, you might as well give up your fast because um, you're in so much pain because of your hand, or you might as well give up your fast because you're sick and your body aches and fuel would give you energy. You might as well give up what you've planned for the Lord this year because you've got to take care of four kids or your sick parents, or maybe you've lost a job. You're going through a divorce. You're, you have a wayward child. You know, I don't know what it is you're going through, but the enemy is going to try to get you to give up and to give away your joy because of the problems and the circumstances. But if we go to James, James chapter one, verse two, it says this, consider it joyful brethren, whenever you are in, enveloped in or in, or encounter trials of any sort or, or, or fall into various temptations. Be assured and understand that the trials and, per, and the proving of your faith 
bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. And then it goes on to verse four. It says, but let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough, thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask the, of the giving God who gives to everyone lib- liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding, and it will be given to him. Only it must be in faith that he asks without wavering, no hesitating or doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates, or doubts is like a billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and there and tossed by the wind. God wants you to stay in faith. He wants you to consider it all joy when you are going through trials and tribulations, when you are going through the uncertainty of life. He is asking us to stay steadfast, to stay steadfast in faith. James 1, 2, and 3 teaches us that we should rejoice in difficult situations, knowing that through them, God tests our faith to bring out patience. You know, I think about Psalms uh, 23, and it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though you walk through your chaos and confusion, though you walk through difficult situations and trials, God is with you. God is with you. He is walking through that with you. It says, though you walk through the shadow of the shadow of death or the shadow, God is with you. So whatever you're going through, know that the enemy wants you to stay there, but God is calling you to walk through to the other side. But as he's calling you to walk through, he's calling you to have that supernatural joy. Now, am I saying that you're not allowed to be sad? that you're not allowed to be discouraged, that you're not allowed to be, oh gosh, I'm just so frustrated. I don't know what to do. Um, No, you're allowed to have emotions. God gave us emotions, but what you cannot do is allow those emotions to have you. Once you allow those emotions to have you, that's when you become stuck. That's when you become ineffective. And that's when your situation can't get any better because you're stuck in your emotions. You're allowing your emotions to have control over your life. You're allowing your emotions to have control of your situation. And therefore, you're allow- allowing the enemy to wreak havoc in your life. Um, I find that trials do eventually produce patience. None of us like patience. In fact, they say we're not supposed to pray for patience because you don't people don't really like the outcome of their prayers. But going through these trials, going through these uh, times of testing, it does produce patience because you've got to relay rely on God's word. You've got to rely on God's verse. But before it produces um, patience, it brings up all kinds of junk, right? It brings up all kinds of junk like uh, like pride or anger, rebellion, self-pity and complaining. I am I'm really one who has um, had to overcome complaining and self-pity. It was it was my go-to emotion when things were hard was I, I complained about it. I felt sad about it. I played the victim about it. And God really had to correct me and say, you are not a victim. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you are not a victim. You are victorious. You cannot walk around in self-pity and complaining because, you know, you think about it. They say, when you complain, you remain. And it is so true. When we start complaining of our situation, when we start fault finding, when we start walking in self-pity, 
we're stuck. We're useless. And the enemy has us right where he wants us. So check yourself. Are you walking around right now? Are you stuck because of your trials and your situations? Are you stuck in self-pity? Are you stuck in complaining? Are you stuck in anger? You know, as a counselor, I sit across many people who get stuck in their anger, anger toward other people, anger toward God, anger toward themselves. And that anger just turns into bitterness. It turns into self-hate. It turns into rebellion. And God wants to set you free from those negative, negative, binding, prison thoughts and feelings and emotions. God wants to set you free today. So think about it for me and with me. As you're going through your trials and tribulations, how are you handling them? Are you counting them all joy? And when I say count them all joy, it's I don't want you to dis- discredit what you're going through, but I want you to know that God is bigger than what you're going through. Listen to this. The, th- the term count simply means to consider. It simply means to consider. It has nothing to do with what you choose to do with what is pres- presented to you. The issue is what to do when bad things happen. When a person is confronted with suffering, he or she can choose how to respond. Some might count it injustice. That is, they may consider it to be unfair and they will respond accordingly. Some may consider it to be the judgment of God and therefore despair that God is angry with them or has turned against them. Or others might count or consider it an opportunity to demonstrate their own resilience. They might determine to fight back and overcome in their own strength. When trials come, the way we respond is more important in determining the outcome than the actual trial itself. And that's why God has told us to count it all joy and to walk in the freedom that God and only God can give us. The, the, the Bible talks about purification, sanctification, sacrifice, and suffering. These are not popular words. Nevertheless, if we are to be Christ-like in character, we must sometimes go through difficult circumstances to learn his ways. You know, I struggled with this process for a long time. I really did. Like I said, I'm an overcomer. I walked around as a victim with a victim mentality. I walked around um, in self-pity. I walked around complaining. I walked around blaming other people. But I finally had to realize that I had to do it God's way and not my way. I had to surrender my negativity to his promises. I had to surrender my negativity to his power. I had to surrender my negativity, my victim mentality for his victorious mindset. And it truly is up to us. God's going to do it his way. He's going to do what he wants to do to perfect us into bringing us into his image. You know, there are two ways to handle problems, the natural way and the spiritual way. And for so long, I tried to handle my problems the natural way. James 1, 5, and 6 tells us to solve our problems the spiritual way. It says if we have troubles, simply ask God what we should do. You may not receive the answer immediately, but you will find that divine wisdom, wisdom beyond your supernatural understanding, will begin to operate through you, helping you to know what to do. 
God has the answers, y'all. He has the answers that he is calling us to live above our natural circumstances. He's calling us to live above the snares, the trap, the trick of the enemy to keep us bound. He wants us to live that joyful, abundant life that only comes from him. So I want you to think about today. What are you thinking on? Are, is your, are your thoughts God thoughts? Are your thoughts your thoughts? God says that he will never leave. He will never leave us, nor will he forsake us, that he has great things in store for us. It is up to us to trust and believe him and take him at his word. Um, a person's perspective in times of trials is paramount in enduring hardship. The Christian can choose to respond joyfully, count or consider it all joy, because the Christian knows the final outcome of the trial. Trials are not merely meaningless accidents or cruel acts of judgment. Trials can be used by our loving God to make us into the kind of people He wants us to be. Go. I want you to go back and read Romans 8, 28, and 29. God causes all things to work together for our good and for His glory because He loves us. That is something to rejoice over, even though the immediate circumstances may cause real grief and deep felt loss. God is working all things out for your good and his glory. And according to 1 Peter 1, 6 and 8, it says, Though you do not see him, you believe him and and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. God wants you to walk this out in, in, in joy. He wants you to walk it out in a supernatural joy, even though we are facing trials and tribulation. God is for you. God sees you. God knows you. He wants the best for you. So in this, you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the test, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Through Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. I don't know what your first week of January is looking like, but I want you to claim it for the Lord. In the midst of trials and tribulations, I want you to rejoice. I want you to turn on your praise and worship music. I want you to read the book of Psalms and give thanksgiving to the Lord. I want you to claim your atmosphere for God today, knowing that the Holy Spirit lives in you and will produce that supernatural joy. Take your eyes off your situation. Take your eyes off the circumstances. Put your eyes on the Father. He is our hope. He is our joy. He is our our love. He's our healer. He's our Father. Open up His Word, His love letter to you, and seek His face and walk out your year 2022 in a supernatural joy like never before. Count it all joy. Thanks for tuning in today. This is Dr. Trudy and I will see you next week. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Trudy podcast. Learn more and get in touch with us at trudysimmons.net. That's trudysimmons.net. And help us to reach others with these encouraging messages of hope and inspiration by simply sharing them with your friends on your favorite social media platform. God bless, and thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you again soon, right here 
on the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.